with Alan Moore. Good evening all. Now we know that it's nice and warm in Dublin, but it's quite cold here in Moscow. You are listening to Capital Sports, mainly Europe's number one English language sports show and the best sports hour in Russia. I am Alan Moore. I'm Ekaterina Bichkova. And we're back together again. No longer use myself and Ollie Knight. Right, Ollie? Yes, right. So you've big shoes to fill. Exactly, I do. I know. And yo, Ekaterina, while you were away mixing with celebs and tennis stars, myself and Ollie were holding the fort and we did pretty well. So I hope you're going to do your best tonight. Yeah, I will. I will do my best. So let's start. What's coming up, Alan? Okay, so we have Russian Premier League, English Premier League, Russian Cup, who, which is actually happening right now, rugby, ice hockey, a recap on our recent uh, sports, Capital Sports Stadium show, and of course, baseball and American football. Haven't you forgotten something? No, I don't think so. Well, you always forgot about what? this. That's tennis. Ah, yes, of course, of course, indeed. Yeah. So we've got the Kremlin Cup, of course, to recap about. And this Cup of Eight or whatever the, the ladies' year-end kind of little bash is called. I don't know what it is. And our quiz. And our quiz, of course, yes. Yeah. So our quiz, yeah, we're going to cover that a little bit later on in the segment. So we have the Russian and English Premier Leagues, Russian Cup, rugby, hockey, athletic. Well, we won't have it. We will have a bit of athletics today. We'll have the stadium show recap and US sports. So I'm starting with tennis tonight. My turn to do some tennis updates for those who are interested in this sport. As I was a reporter from the Kremlin Cup of this year on our last show, I have to announce the final result, I think. It's important. <laughs> well, it is. And we had follow it almost all the week. I had a few small chats with a couple of tennis players during that uh, day. And one of my quick questions at the end was, who do you think going to win the tournament? And one of the players, Philip Kohlschreiber, was the one who hit the target in the women's draw, like 100%. Uh, his guess was Yulia Gerges. And yes, she became the winner. That was a surprise, actually. But what is the most funny? All other players voted for Daria Kasatkina, and she was the one who lost in the final. Which so you had an like, interview with her as well. Yeah, Kasatkina. I did, yeah. I did. Yeah. And actually, it was, it was fun because uh, she also said, like, well, while I'm in the draw, I, <laughs> I will vote for myself, of well, course. Well, why not? Yeah, yeah. But she didn't win it. So, okay, sorry. Sorry for interrupting. Yep. So, men's draw was absolutely less predictable. Damir Jumhur from Bosnia, uh, won his second Russian ATP title this year. Definitely he has some perfect vibes and crowd support here in Russia. Those were his words after the win in the final against Ricardo Berankis from Lithuania. It was quite a tough match, but still I think he was a little bit lucky. Yeah, well, I mean, I well, he's a good player, it. and I think he's always more famous for his girlfriend than... than uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, she's everywhere on <laughs> And uh, she's famous for her big lips. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, listen, just before we go any further, uh, you caught up with some other players, one of whom you didn't speak too kindly about at our panel show in Katie's Back in the Summer, a certain <laughs> French player. So, how was she? Well, yes, that was quite interesting experience, like, first time, I think, in my life, when last time I saw... Um, Alice Cornet. Uh, yeah, Alice Cornet. We played club match in France. It was almost two years ago. And this was quite bad experience because we fought it after the doubles match and she was crying and it was like, well, very uh, like ugly story, let's say like this. And we never talked to, to each other. And I was like really um, so embarrassed, you know, when I saw her and uh, now I was in like in different way <laughs> like, of course yeah, well, I, mean, I was you, not a you, tennis player i was not a colleague i was not a, an enemy i was just like a correspondent let's say like this and okay 
I have to overcome myself <laughs> and I did it and I come and ask like about this small uh, interview and actually she was um, like so nice and mm -hmm. um, she first didn't recognize me and then she was shocked then she started to laugh and she was like oh yes of course I can I can do this and she was like absolutely like perfect to do with the uh, interview and uh, like after after I yeah 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 I was um, like I was trying to excuse myself and I was like I'm sorry I was so aggressive last time we met <laughs> <laughs> and she was like come on we're all crazy when we're doing tennis mm -hmm. so just as long as she doesn't know what fine. she called her that night so that's a, okay so well, well we all she we knows all... because I I we, like we had actually very like disgusting chat let's say okay. like this <laughs> so okay well we all grow up many many years have passed exactly so. yeah lucky we are. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, well, some of us so, and yeah. still, um, some of us. Anyway, I also have some updates from Singapore, where the women's top eight final is taking place. There are two groups to decide who will play in semis on Friday. Simona Halep, Karolina Vaznatsky, and Nina Sitolin and Karolina Garcia fight for top spot in the red group. Garbinia Muguruzek, Karolina Pliskova, Venus Williams, and Elena Ostapenko play in white group. So Pliskova won her first two matches. So she definitely makes the semis. Ostapenko almost lost her chances with two well loses. Williams and uh, Muguruza still fight for the way out. Red group is just close to the end of the day two. Halle beat Garcia and Vaznatsky won the match against Svitolin on Monday. And it looks like the Danish lady is in a perfect shape today. Yeah, she like absolutely smashed Simone Halep out of court and is it two sets, six, two, six, zero. And uh, Garcia won her match against uh, Svitolin. It was a tough one, 7-5 and third, but it looks like uh, for the second position, all the ladies will fight okay. in uh, a red group. Uh, well, and actually this final eight is more interesting and intriguing than in any previous years, as it also could bring us another world number one. WT ranking has so many flips this year, it was unbelievable, like three or four times in the last four months. Uh, we like they switched the uh, world number one, and now Simona Halep fights for saving her position. Muguruza and Plisko will both fight for their crown back. And actually, I'm not sure about Vasnyaski. I think she also like now. In, she has a chance of. Yeah, being I think so. Yeah, now after these two wins, she could she could fight also. So we could be the witnesses of a very dramatic and emotional tournament at the end. Don't miss it because it doesn't happen very often, and that's. Fact. It's good for women's tennis, I mean, just to mix it up a little bit, especially with Serena not, not there. Well, so you know, for me good. as a tennis player, I actually discuss it in, as a guest on um, another radio. And, uh, like, actually, the spectators, they love it. They love to... Yeah, the, I mean, the, it's, yeah. it's good for the game. It's the, in, yeah, they love to all these changes and everything. But for me as a tennis player, it's like, it's quite weird, let's say, like this. Well, I mean, look, speaking about top spot, our partners, Lokomotiv Moscow, they made it their own in the Russian Premier League on Monday night. Uh, I was on to, of course, on a live out to uh, Eli and Nikki, who were here in the studio, and Eli actually got it right. He said that the cold would get to the boys from the south, and uh, especially when they were already a goal down, Krasnodar really began to wilt. They slowed down and exceeded a second to give Loco a 2-0 win. 
and that sent them ahead of Zenit on alphabetical order. Really? <laughs> because of the letter Z? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, I mean, it's a bit, a bit strange because like a few weeks ago they were on with uh, Danny Armstrong about the, the two Manchester clubs, Manchester United and City. And City were top because they were City and not United. So it was like C before U. Uh, you know, and well, now they're top of the table in the Premier League because they're actually better than United. And um, yeah, and actually there is something that in politics, when you're voting, you always vote for the person at the top of the paper. So many people, especially in Ireland, they put like uh, a middle name, like say, Sean the Boxer. So B will move him up. His, uh-huh. his name might be Moore, but it'll be with a B, so he'll actually move up the list because people are more likely to vote for the first name. So there you go. So it's a little bit of a, a bit uh, tricky. Same. Yeah. So. Uh, Dina modified Alan's predictions on Saturday and got a point in Rubin, drawing Neil all. Yeah, I was wrong. <laughs> yep giving them a really good chance of staying in the Premier League. The same day Spartak drew with Amkar Perm also nil all and should have lost had the referee given Amkar a deserved penalty. Yeah, very much. <laughs> yeah, it was because I didn't watch it. <laughs> no, it was dead. No, it was a penalty. It was a, yeah. It, it was a chance for Spartak to follow up on their received great form, but not to be. Yeah, and I mean, Zenit, I mean, it opened up for Spartak because Zenit and uh, Siska drew nil nil in that big massive game last week. Um, lots of nil nils last week. And uh, of course, then Loco on Monday, um, the Railway men held their nerve and it really, really went well for them. So now that 2 nil was very, very important for one little five year old girl uh, who is a neighbour of Loco, but she lives just uh, five streets away. And under the programme that our good friend uh, here, Dennis Vodov, uh, told us about a few weeks ago, he was here with uh, Eric Stoffel's house. Um, their betting partner set up a competition where some well-known faces and VIP guests would be given a chance to, you know, to get some money to uh, bet on the outcome of the match and this money would be given to this uh, you know, child in need. Uh, so a few weeks ago at the Zlin Europa League game it was Barry Sheridan who won. Uh, Barry Sheridan of course we, we know who he is and uh, you know, he won 250,000 rubles for that little three-year-old girl. So sorry, Katrina, that's true. So uh, yeah, so Barry of course he's a great Support of our show, I know, <laughs> and he was uh, spot on. And uh, this week, this Monday, it was uh, Cedric Kremers, who's the CEO of Shell Russia, uh, Sergey Bakhru, uh, Bakhudarian, uh, he'll kill me for that, and uh, Arman Organisian, who, of course, Ollie, we spoke to last week at the Cavayen. Yeah, remember? I remember. Yeah, so um, they all put like very, very close bets on, and Cedric won. Uh, he said it would be 2 0. And uh, he won in total $1,312. However, their, um, the local betting partner said, look, we're going to make it a full amount. So they, rose, ro- they um, raised it to 2000 They rolled it all up. So this little girl, Anya, will get her therapy. She has cerebral palsy, so mm-hmm. it'll, yeah, it'll really happen. So, okay, moving on. We have Russian Cup action tonight, and all the matches are in the second half. Where are Spartak now in the table? I mean, oh, in the table. Sorry, we're the fence now. Yeah, I know. You're going to predict what I was going to say. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So my mind today is not here. So sorry, Katarina. So uh, Loco, they are top on 29 points. Siska Moscow are third on 25. Spartak are fifth on 21 points. And Dinamo are sitting pretty in 13th, and they have 14 points. Um, okay, I'll give the uh, upcoming weekend a run down shortly. In the meantime, the in the cup, some games are already finished. Kachabarovsk beat Dynamo St. Petersburg 2-0. Uh, Luch Vladivostok 1-1 against Yenisei Krasnoyarsk. And Shini Kiroslavl whipped Olympiads Nizhny Novgorod. Whipped. <laughs> Sorry. Whipped. <laughs> Olympiads Nizhny Novgorod 4-0. Like, crashed. Let's say like this. Yeah, they crushed them. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Avangar, uh, of course, they beat uh, Spartak Tambov uh, 2-0 in Tambov. Right now, it is 1-1 between Rostov and Amkar. 1-1 
Open Security Arena between Spartak and Spartak, Spartak Moscow and Spartak Nalchik. Uh, Rubin Kazan are losing their trailing against Krylia Sovetov Samara in the Volga Derby. It's 1-0 there. And the final game of the evening, uh, which also kicked off at 7 o'clock, Tosno are 0-0 against Tom Tomsk. Uh -huh. On Friday at 7.30 p.m., CSK travel to Tool to take on Arsenal and they need a win. The humiliation last week in Europe against Basel was softened a little by the draw against Zenit. Though, unless they win Friday, they lose ground on the top two. Yep. So yeah, I mean, this it, it's uh, it's oh, this weekend is going to be really, really, really tough. Uh, Spartak are on the road as well. They're down in uh, Rostov. Uh, so they get some good weather and hopefully some three points for them as well. Uh, a win will keep them in the title chase a little bit longer. Uh, the only Moscow team at home are Dinamo, and they have Tosno visiting. Um, I call this a point at least for Dinamo, and it should be at least that. Tickets are available at the ground, and kickoff is at two o'clock on Sunday. Lokomotiv go to Zenit and even a draw will see them stay top ahead of two huge games in the space of week. Kickoff in St. Pete's in 4.30pm Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be a crack of a match. So, uh, and of course, uh, next week all our clubs are in action in Europe. On Thursday, Zenit and Loko are both playing. They have chances to make certain their participation in Europe in the new year. So Zenit are going to Norway and a win over Rosenborg will give them 12 points from 12 and a pretty much 100% security of a knockout place. Yeah, we'll be at, at the RGD Arena on Thursday where at 9pm Loco have Sheriff Tiraspol as guests. Both sides are undefeated but since Loco are the only side uh, with a win in the group that won against Lin, it's really tight. Loco have 5 points, Copenhagen 3, Sheriff also have three and Zlin have two. Yes, very, very tight there. We've seen it. I mean, local, local don't make it easy on your heart, that's for sure. So oh, we'll have to support. <laughs> exactly. Uh, no, we're neutral, Katarina. We're, we're neutral. So Siska, they're playing Switzerland in the champion in Switzerland in the Champions League. They're going to try and give Basel a Halloween fright on the 31st of October. A draw would be a great result for them and give them a chance of at least Europa League football in the new year. Uh, the next day on Wednesday, Spartak are away to Sevilla, and the Spanish are going to be very, very scared. Now I tipped Spartak to finish third in the group, but right now they could be second, and it's a great performance so far for those guys. And this is our quiz question, actually. It's locomotive related. Yeah, exactly. It is. Yeah, I mean, and and this our giveaway are two tonight. We have two VIP tickets to give away to the game next week. So you will be our guest at the RGD Arena. Uh, so the question is as follows: How many times have Lokomotiv Moscow won the Russian Premier League? Now that's the new Russian Premier or the Russian Premier League. So how many times have they won it? Is it zero, two, or four? So zero, two, or four times. So how many times have Lokomotiv Moscow won the Russian Premier League? Zero, two, or four? Now, Ollie, we're going to play out with a song right now. Am I right? Yeah, definitely. Okay, so uh, Ollie, well, okay, Ollie, what's the name of the song? Can you just tell us? Uh, Keep the Faith by Bon Jovi. Now, this is going out for all those uh, Manchester United fans who had a pretty rough loss. We'll speak about that after the break uh, at the weekend. For the Spartak fans who also, you know, were a little bit upset with the result of the weekend. For everyone else who's feeling ah, not too great and they want to, to do a little bit better. This is a stadium song that, or an, an arena song we used to play at the end of home games uh, in Germany to get everyone boosted up. It's, it's, it's going to rock you tonight, okay? So this is Bon Jovi. This is Keep the Faith. And Spartak fans, you're drawing 0-0 right, or 1-1 one, one right now with Nalchik, but it could be better. So guys, keep the faith and listen to us on Capital Sports. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.
думаешь? Скоро Новый год. А о чем ты мечтаешь? О дополнительных часах в сутках и о сильных эмоциях. У тебя есть план? Конечно, есть. Я выбираю апартаменты в Нева Тауэрс, проекте мирового уровня с частным парком, панорамным бассейном и потрясающими видами на Москву, безграничные возможности и отличные вложения. Нева Тауэрс – моя новая мечта. Звоните 499-300-0303. Проектная декларация на сайте nevatowers.ru. Застройщик ООО «СТ Тауэрс». Welcome back to Capital Sports on Moscow's Capital FM in the beautiful capital of the Russian Federation. So we left off with that uh, anthem to like, you know, keeping the faith and to never giving up. And of course, that's what Spartak fans have to remember. And Manchester United fans, they're both red anyway. So uh, in England, there was a setback for Jose, Jose Mourinho's Red Devils. Uh, a really tough 2-1 loss to new, uh, new boys Huddersfield. Uh, that was not easy to take, but United will move on. Uh, losing his job after another poor showing was Everton's Ronald Koeman. A 5-2 thrashing away to Arsenal could not be absolved or even overlooked, so he is gone. Lots of rumours as to who will be next. We asked Roberto Mancini, Zenit's boss, on Monday if he was interested in that one or the Leicester job, and he told us, well, I can't repeat what he said to us. He was at the stadium show, wasn't he? Yeah, well, kind of. He was there. He was there watching uh, Lokomotiv uh, scouting for this weekend's game. And uh, he just didn't want to comment. Uh, no, I, I've, I know Roberto. I've met him many times before. He knew who he was, but he said, no, he wasn't going to comment on it. So, Liverpool, they also fell apart pretty badly and lost 4-1 in Spurs. Uh, questions do need to be asked a little bit about my old friend uh, Jurgen Klopp, as he is defensively right mess, which is strange because he was a really good defender himself. Uh, Man City stayed top winning 3-0 against Burnley, Chelsea beat Watford 4-2 and Slavon Bilic looks dead and buried after last Friday's 3-0 mm -hmm. humbling at home to Brighton. Bilic is gone. 
You knew him, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, so listen, a quick word with Stavon is that we worked together at uh, Hyduck Split. Um, when I was uh, working there with the directors, he was the head of youth development. Nice guy, but, uh, and I knew him when he was here with Lokomotiv Moscow as well. Uh, he's a good coach, but he kind of, he likes his money. And, um, you know, I don't know, there, there's too many questions to raise about him. As a person, I like him. I have good time for him. I've had lots of coffees with him. Uh, we call him Bielakavas, or white coffees in Croatia, but... Um, but it's professional and... Uh, professional? Okay. No, I have my questions, yeah. As a person, nice, but um, no, as a person. And he was he was a great boss for Croatia and so on, but just, you know, not not him. So listen, they've got a, oh, they've got a big, big game uh, this weekend, of course, as well. But uh, there's also huge games on Saturday for UBO United and Spurs. They're meeting in the early kickoff at 2.30. Uh, Man City are also there away to West Brom. Chelsea are on the road as well against Bournemouth. And Liverpool have Huddersfield coming over to visit. Monday night, this is going to be a big one because Newcastle are down in Burnley and uh, kickoff is at 11 o'clock in Moscow time, uh, but it's going to be well worth staying up right for. Quiz time. It's quiz time, yeah. Okay, <laughs> I'll repeat that as well. So we have had some um, some right answers in and people, I, I'm, I'm so dumb today because I didn't say it's like plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. The question is, how many times have Lokomotiv Moscow won the Russian Premier League? Is it zero, two or four? Zero, two or four. Okay, so keep texting in those answers and messaging us in and we have quite a few right answers so far of course the prize are the prize is or are i don't know what the correct grammatical term is ollie is uh, or are the prizes are i guess the prizes are or the prize is because yeah, it's a single prize yeah it's a package it's a package it's in the you actually go into the sieverny express the northern express in the urgent arena this is like class this is like beautiful dining uh so you get two vip VIP tickets in there and you can also come up and meet myself and you Katarina on the stage we'll ask you a few little questions so now right away we're going to go across tricky questions of course tricky questions of <laughs> course yeah really tricky questions um, we're going to go all the way out to Siberia out to two men because on the line we have the senior writer for these football times also he writes for Russian Football News and as well as that he is an absolutely terrific guy who I spent some great time with when we were watching um, Spartak playing uh, Liverpool so Andrew Flint how are you doing? Uh, not too bad, Alan. Good to be back on. Um, I'm looking forward to having a quick chat about what's going on in Russia at the moment. So it should be good. Exactly. And listen, I mean, you know, that time we were out in uh, the uh, the Akriti Arena, I mean, it, things were looking really, really good for, for Spartak at one moment, but they were never really, you know, they were never going to win the game, but they didn't lose the game, which is most important. Mm. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, they, they, how they clung on, I will never quite know, but I suppose more to do with Liverpool's lack of ability to finish, but... You know, what a result it was. Um, and, and then, of course, the severe result. It's, um, it's looking pretty bright for Spartak. It is. I mean, I did, as I said earlier on the show, I, I tipped them to um, you know, be third in the group. It looks like they could be second. So, listen, Andrew, uh, just over a month to go to the World Cup draw. Uh, who do Russia ideally want in their group? Well, I've, I've had a think about this, and it's, it's quite hard to, to know, really. I've, I think from the second part, or who's likely to be in the second part, um, I'd suggest somebody like Mexico perhaps might be the weakest of the second pot teams. Um, and also because you know, we've seen them in the Confederations Cup, so it won't be a completely unknown quantity. Um, I suppose maybe Iran from the third pot, uh, and I think Panama are, are likely to be the whipping boys in the fourth pot. So that's probably the, the ideal group, I guess, Mexico, Iran, Panama. Um, but... With Russia, we never quite know, do we, Alan? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it could be beautiful or it could be terrible. And listen, that all exactly. said, um, are you excited about these uh, up, up, upcoming friendlies? 
I can't believe the friendlies they've lined up. I mean, how on earth we can go from not having anybody and having to play Dynamo Moscow to suddenly having um, former world champions um, and Argentina, Spain, Brazil. It's just, it's absolutely mad. Um, I almost worry it's, it's almost too good, the, the opposition. Um, I'm just hoping that, that Russia will be able to hold their own against them. That's about the best I can hope for, I think. Yeah. And there is Ekaterina here. And Hi, uh, yeah, Hi. hello. And I also have a question about our partners like Locomotive Moscow on the home front. Mm -hmm. How do you think Loco can they win it all? Well, I mean, I've been surprised how well they've done so far this season. But um, for me, the star of the whole show is Yuri Semin himself. So on that basis, I'd say, why not? Um, I, I, on, on balance, I think Zeni probably still will win the title. Um, but I think Loco will probably make Champions League at this rate, which I would never have predicted at the beginning of the season. No, I mean, listen, just listen, just before we go any further, will you tell us about the, the uh, RFN uh, Predictions League? How's it going for you guys right now? I'm glad you asked, actually. It's really, it's going pretty well. We're going to have a little Predictions Cup starting for the spring part of the season. Um, we've got about 30, 40 people joining in, but anybody else who wants to join, just, you know, head to the Facebook page, Russian Football News. Um, and um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It's going pretty well. Uh, I have a question as well, Ollie, right here. <laughs> uh, Alan told me that you're a Man United fan. And Big Man United fan, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was wondering <laughs> when will Mourinho be sucked? Oh, controversial. <laughs> <laughs> no, to be, look, to be to be honest with you, Ollie, I um, I and Mourinho frustrates me because half the time he gets it right, but then he just gets some of the team selections completely wrong. Um, I, for me, it's so obvious. Anthony Martial, Marcus Rashford, and, and Mr. Lukaku at front is an unbeatable front three, but he very rarely plays all three together. You ask him when he'll be sacked. Well, I don't think he'll be sacked too soon. I hope he won't, um, because quite honestly, I don't think many people have a big enough ego to take on the Manchester United job. Um, and for that reason, I like Mourinho in place. Well, listen, uh, Andrew, final one for you. Um, the big game this weekend, what do you reckon? How's mm -hmm. it going to go? Uh, I am, of course. I'm not talking about the local game. Local are going to at least get a point in Zenit, but I'm talking about United, of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think um, I'm, I'm fairly nervous, if I'm honest. Um, I don't see it being much more than a draw because it's it's, it's, it's what Mourinho does in these sort of games. Um, quite honestly, it should be attacking, but um, I think 1-1 is about the most likely outcome. That's brilliant. Listen, Andrew, thank you very much. So I'm going to see you next time you're up in Moscow and we're going to go for that uh, drink because we didn't have it after the last uh, Spartak game, but I promise you that I will take it for a pint, OK? Brilliant. We will okay. do. We'll Andrew, do. listen, take it easy and keep warm out there, all right? Yes, we'll do. Thanks very much, guys. Super. So that was, that was the inimitable, brilliant Andrew Flint. And you can read, if you want to really, really read good English writing, read what he writes, OK? I will we'll post it up. I mean, look at us on Twitter, follow him, because he is brilliant. He is a, a genius of a writer. Now, one quick little update on this before we go to our next song, because this is a song that is always played at the end of a nine-track Frankfurt game when the team win, OK? Uh, they played Keep the Fate when we lost or drew, and we played this one when, when we won. Um, but I want to play this to dedicate it to the Moscow Shamrocks because our, both our men's and ladies' teams went away and they became European champions, both men's and women's team. OK, they won, uh, basically, it was the uh, fourth division of the European Championships in men and the, and the third division of the women's championships in women, of course. Uh, so, I mean, well done to the Moscow Shamrocks. There was Sean, Carl, Tom and Julia and Ashing. So well, to all, well done to all of them. So this song is going to really, really lift your night. So 
even it's it's such a it's it's a classic. It's a it's it's a it's a well. It's a, it, I can't even say it's rock. It's blues. What is it? What is James Brown? James Brown is just genius. Brilliant. You know? Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. So guys, keep warm. Have a little bit of a dance around. If you're sitting in your car. Shake your, you know, shake your legs, wiggle your toes, <laughs> keep it going because this is James Brown and I feel good. Capital Sports with Alan Moore. Oh, I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. I feel good. I knew that I wouldn't. So good, so good. I got it. Sugar and spice. I feel nice. Like sugar and spice. So nice. So nice. Says I got you. Okay, welcome back to the third and final segment of tonight's show. I am Alan Moore, and still in the studio with me, of course, is the wonderful, wonderful co-host, Katrin Bishkova. Yeah, I'm here with yeah. you, as, as always. Yeah, last yeah. week, last week, I, I almost got jealous. I know. We, uh, we, we, you we, sent me somewhere far, and I was like, <laughs> terrifying, seriously. You were brilliant, was, oh, though. You were brilliant. I tried and my you, best. And you got to make up with Alice Cornet, which is very important. And we will have that interview Actually, next yes. week. Uh, so, uh, we got uh, some, uh, some, well, some requests in to just give a rundown on US sports which I will do in just one moment however that question again how many times have Lokomotiv Moscow won the Russian Premier League is it 0, 2 or 4 
plus seven nine two five one 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 zero five three. Now, before we go to Alexander Zotov, um, quick roundup on the US sports, like I promised. So the baseball World Series has pitched in or batted off. I don't know what you have to say. And the very, very famous LA Dodgers, they won 3-1 in the early hours of this morning to take a 1-0 lead in a best-of-seven series. They will look to win again tonight or the early hours of tomorrow morning and take a 2-0 lead when they go to Houston to play the Astros. Uh, that starts tomorrow morning in Moscow time at 3.09. So, Night Owls, get ready. The Astros Houston's team then play three home games against LA starting on Friday. Could it be that it'll be over by Saturday? Yeah, it could actually be, yeah, yeah. So the Dodgers would love to sweep them, though I do think that Houston are going to be a little bit trickier when they're playing at home. The only thing is they're going to have to win all three games as the last two games will be back again in L.A. So staying over that side of the pond, or the Atlantic Ocean is also known, the Cleveland Browns and San Francisco 49ers remain winless in the NFL. Both are 0-7, and seven. that's 0 wins and 7 losses. San Francisco, however, they have five of those losses. They've lost five of those games by three points or less, which is pretty terrible. And uh, for them, and morale-wise, and Cleveland have four losses by three points or less. So it's just a matter of time before they get a win or two, or maybe three. Biggest game of the weekend has to be the Dallas Cowboys at the Washington Redskins. Oh. Both have three wins and three loses. Dallas are 2-1 away from home, and Washington 2-1 at home. This will make or break either club's season. Yeah, this we're going to ask Alexander about that in just a moment. Uh, so, uh, in US college football, Alabama won their eighth straight game of the season to go, well, of course, to go 8-0. and oh. uh, The next four teams are all 7-0, and oh, and they're chasing the Crimson Tide pretty hard. Those teams are Penn State, Georgia, TCU, and Wisconsin. Wisconsin's nickname is the Badgers. Anyway, strange <laughs> one. And they're all looking for a place in the final four. Uh, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, they entered the top ten this week. They are ninth, and they are on a roll. Just ahead of them are the incredible Miami at 6-0, and and they'll probably go to 7-0 this weekend when they play the University of North Carolina, the Tar Heels. The biggest matches this weekend, however, are Penn State, who are travelling to sixth-ranked Ohio State. A win for either will probably see them in the top four. Notre Dame can rise a little bit higher with a win over 14th-ranked North Carolina State. And as Alabama have a rest week, the TCU, the Texas Christian University, they're called the Horned Frogs. There you go. Uh, they can catch <laughs> them a little bit by winning away to 25th-ranked Iowa State. Ice hockey now. CSK's home lost to Ska on Monday means the gap between them is now 20 points in the Western Conference. In the table, Dynamo Moscow are sixth, Vitez Podmaskovia are 10th, and Spartak 12th. Spartak, Vitez, and CSK are all at home tonight. Those matches all start at 7:30. Now, are they going? Alan, how are they going? Yeah, they're going pretty well uh, right now. Uh, Vityaz, I've just uh, just double-checked it. So it is 1-1 between them and Ska St. Petersburg, which is quite a good result. Spartak win 2-0 at home. Uh, and Siska are 3-0 up. Of course, Dinamo are not playing tonight. Now we have some fun. We're going to go right away to a great friend of our show and someone who's going to tell us why he keeps going to watch CSK Moscow and also how will his Redskins do this weekend. The CEO of the All-Russian Football Players Union, Alexander Zoda, welcome. Hey, hello, how are you? Hello. <laughs> nice to, to have you back. So tell, so tell us, Alexander, why do you always go to CSK games? Why not Lokomotiv with us? 
Well, well, actually, these were the first two times I went to the new CSKA Arena to to see these two Champions League games, and I uh, I don't have any preference. I, I go to all the stadiums and travel a lot in, in Russia to other teams, so it just happens happened this way lately. But I don't have anything against Loco, and I I, I always like to go to the stadium of Lokomotiv. Together okay. with you would be fantastic. Take me. There you go. Next week. Next <laughs> yeah, week. That, okay. that's it. <laughs> you are in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Alexander, on a serious note, it's getting close to winter, and always we have problems with payments for players. Have well, the for union... a lot of people, have for the a union... lot of people, it's already winter. You know? it's <laughs> Almost. Not Come on. It's freezing outside. Come on. This is Moscow. <laughs> it's uh, it's winter from the end of September. Seriously. Which means okay. September. Did we have summer this year? I don't <laughs> think so. Okay. Anyway, sorry, sorry, sorry. Back to the serious question. Okay, but back to question. Have the union been busy with these issues? Well. Um, you know, it usually it starts in November because now the, the guys are busy finishing the, the first part of the season and uh, we usually expect uh, more um, uh, action, for, I mean, on the, on the, on the front of, of legal battles in November and December and January when there's a break and people are, you know, uh, have more time to, to address these issues. Yeah, I mean that 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 is important because this is something that's like you know that um you know you know that it's always a kind of we're chasing payments. But we we, we always on, work. Know? I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it never ends. But still, uh, the, the the most uh, portion of the of the work, uh, I mean, in legal wise, comes in uh, in the breaks in in the winter and then summer. Um, Alexander, a uh, question because the last few years you. you you are actually on the phone so you call it really really well in terms of European clubs and in uh, or Russian clubs in Europe sorry so you've a knack of getting these ones right so have all four of our clubs uh, will they be in action in the knockout stage in the new year well I hope so because we have two teams now in the Champions League and um, if if Spartak feel, I mean, plays more comfortably I would say this has to struggle more because of uh, different issues with uh, having more younger players and injuries and stuff. Uh, I hope uh, Ceska still clinches at least for the third place and makes it to the Europa League. Spartak, I would say, has good chances of qualifying for the next stage of the Champions League. And I think both Zenit and uh, Loco have uh, pretty good chances of uh, of also making to the next stage of Europa League so I don't see any 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 big problems but I hope Tereska still you know fights and uh, tries to get a second place in the Champions League well, it I will mean, be hard but still I mean at least at least you know in the Europa League uh, at least they should be good for it because I mean they had a great start they had a good win away from home in Portugal and yep. You know, yeah, exactly. They're still there. They're still there. So um, yeah. it could be. It could be that you're actually the albatross that's like making them lose. So if you if, <laughs> if you didn't go to their games, they would be okay. okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm not. I'm not blaming you. Of course, I'm not blaming you. So uh, okay. So I'm sorry. On a, on a, on a, a little bit more serious note. So we have the World Cup coming up, um, just over half a year away. So how do you now? You are of course a member of the uh, Russian Football Union Executive Committee. How are the preparations going, um, and especially, say, in relation to fan behaviour, which you've been very, very strong on? Well, it, there were, uh, I mean, there's a lot of things happening, of course, before the World Cup and also dealing with uh, the fans and, and everything. And there 
there have been some things that were implemented, like uh, there's an independent squad of people overseeing the games, you know, and uh, uh, marking any 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 things that bad things that happen. Uh, I have to say that the the fan behavior has has I mean, the bad side of it has come down somewhat in a couple of years, and uh, I, I don't see any problems, big problems in in terms of uh, World Cup. I think the the security issue, as the Confederation Cup showed, you know, will will not be a problem. Well, listen, that that that, that I have noticed because I know yourself and along with uh, you know Alexis Smirtin and so on. I mean, you you yeah. guys have been pushing for very strict measures, and I have seen an improvement overall. I mean, if you compare it with what happened there last weekend uh, with Lazio when Lazio played Roma, um, yeah, but these things happen. I mean, all over the world, unfortunately, there are you know a group of idiots, and you can find them anywhere on any continent. Unfortunately, in Australia. And, South America and the United States, anywhere. I mean, it's it's. A, I don't think it's a general issue, but I heard that Lazio fans are somewhat more radical, and uh, I think what what the, the federation and the club are doing now with with uh, reading the diaries of Anna Frank and also making uh, this group of fans going to Auschwitz, you know, to see to see what they're uh, you know uh, cheering for and to see with their own eyes what what tortures these people suffered i think it will change their mindset somewhat i hope so if they're not you know uh you know idiots without any 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 chances of being cured but i hope they are not as as bad as as they want to be seen i i hope they're not uh, they're not you know without any chances of of recovering well i mean i mean that that is true i mean the, like um my name, well i was only a kid i think it was 87 we visited anne frank's house in amsterdam and i mean mm-hmm. what really struck me was that where they lived for so long and there was with different families it was so tiny so if that doesn't in make amsterdam, an impact, I mean, yeah yeah, 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 yeah and yeah, if that yeah, doesn't make an impact also, yeah, yeah. Yeah. and if, it, if that doesn't get them Nothing will. So sorry, Ollie. Ollie. Ollie's like waving at me here. <laughs> it's okay, Alexander. I have a question too. So Katya and Alan, they were talking about Redskins before and during the break, and I was wondering why them? Why Redskins? Because this is just the biggest game of uh, of the NFL. Well, I mean, for a lot of fans, I would not say everybody, but I think it's like the biggest El Clasico of NFL: uh, Redskins against Cowboys. I mean, it's is the game that. All America watches, and uh, I hope Redskins win because I'm a big fan for for many many years, and uh, I know that they haven't been performing like they did in the 80s, but still, I hope someday I will see again them win the Super Bowl. I mean, that was one of your things, actually, wasn't it? Uh, I remember the, the the panel show was it was when we said about your bucket list. Your bucket list was that you would go to see the Super Bowl, the Redskins playing with your boys. Yeah, but I mean, I I would I would even go to not a Super Bowl game. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it will be it will suit my bucket list fine. <laughs> Alexander, Ekaterina, here's yeah. my final question, and okay. it's like I don't sure. I, I, I don't think Alan wants to hear it, but no, make your okay. guess. Will, his ears. will <laughs> I'm taking off my headphones? <laughs> So will Ireland beat Denmark and be here next summer? Who? Make your guess, Ireland. Will they beat Denmark? Of course, they 
I mean, I hope uh, my professor from uh, my uh, uh, Milano University, Bocconi, doesn't hear because he's a he's a guy from Denmark, and we're in communication all the time. But I hope he doesn't hear, or he has his ears plugged, and Alan has to unplug his now. Yes, okay. I'm sure, I'm sure Ireland will beat Denmark, and I'm sure that a lot of Irish fans will come to Moscow because we have a lot of friends there, and I hope everybody comes and they have a Okay, so you're a perfect diplomat. That's brilliant. (laughs) Well, he's the son of a diplomat. That's why he was. I mean, that's he's the son of. You got it right. She nailed it. Listen, Alexander, just thank you so so much. And just just um, just a a question: Will you come in with us on Thursday night to Locomotive? This Thursday? Yeah. You are you inviting me to? to, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're inviting you. Yeah. Next one, no. No, this Thursday, the second of November. This is where we're giving away the the tickets for. Ah. no, it's, so it's, no, it's, it's not, not this, this one. Thursday. Tomorrow is Thursday. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my God. <laughs> what, what, what is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. No, listen. Okay, this, yeah. Listen, guys. I'm in, I'm in. Okay. Okay, listen. This is the problem with me that I had, like, over 100 uh, fights, well more than 100 fights. I've had, like, years and years of, like, getting head concussions in rugby. So, I mean, <laughs> this is... That's what they all say. Of course. That's what they all say. 26 years <laughs> of professional sport. I, and, I mean, it's not, it's not to do with alcohol. It's just getting punched in the head over and over and over. Of course not. So, so are you in, Alexander? I'm in, I'm in. The second of ever, yes. Yes, he's in the second of okay, ever. Perfect. Okay. Listen, Alexander, uh, one last quick question. Um, Zenith or Locomotive? Can I take this my kids? Yes, of course, of course. Take the boys yeah? in. Take the boys in. Okay. Yeah, they'll be our okay. guests. So one quick question. Uh, Zenith or Loco this weekend? Zenith or Loco. That's a tough one. I mean, after Costa passed away, I think Zenith is in a shocked state of uh, of uh, you know mood and and loco is on the rise it will be a tough game i think it will be a draw i'll try to be diplomatic in this one <laughs> <laughs> it does really. listen alexander thanks a minute we'll talk with you over the week or talk with you over the weekend and we'll see you next week at the okay. Arena. Okay. thanks a minute okay. have a good evening okay thank you bye bye bye, bye. So that was Alexander Zodov. He'll be here with us next week. We're going to have some fun next week. Real, real crack yeah, next week. So that like was... Uh, and he spotted amazing. so well. His, <laughs> his father was the, the last the last Soviet ambassador to Syria and the first Russian ambassador to Syria. And he was also in the uh, American... Or the Russian embassy in America as well. So there you go. Impressive, yeah. Yeah, yeah very, That's very impressive. Right? <laughs> so yeah. we should have asked him uh, to, to give us the answer for our quiz. Of course, the quiz was... How many times have Lokomotiv Moscow won the Russian Premier League? Was it zero, two, or four? So, uh, okay, so we're closing it off. We're going to announce our winner. So, uh, ladies, who won it? Who? How many times have they won? Katrina? Two times. Two times? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Katrina rec- now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ali, <laughs> she's shape That was a good, good answer. <laughs> okay, so that's right. It was two times. So our winner is... We just haven't looked at it here. So we actually, with so many, we'd only one person given an incorrect one, but then they actually corrected it and sent it back in. However, our winner tonight is Alina. Alina, congratulations. We will see you at the Ergede Arena in, uh, well, in just over one week's time. And you'll join us as well on stage. You'll have a lovely night in Lokomotiv watching them play Sheriff Tiraspol. Tir- so before we go, we're going to have to catch up on scores. Okay, so in the hockey, it's still 1-1 out in, in uh, Podolsk between Vityaz and Ska St. Petersburg. Spartak are still leading 2-0 against Sibir, Novosibirsk. And Siska are now stretched out to 3-0 against Dynamo Minsk. And in the Russian Cup, 
It was 1-1 last time we saw uh, between Rostov and Amkardas into extra time. Spartak Moscow ended up whipping Spartak Nalcic 5-2. Rubin, ooh, they dropped one. They lost 2-1 against Krylia Sovetov Samara. So that's the Volga Derby to the... FNL team, the second tier side. And Tosno, it is nil-nil still there between them there into extra time as well. So, you, Katarina, who, what was your best part of the show today? Was it when Oli blushed asking about Mourinho? <laughs> yeah, that was actually a great question. Yeah. Oli's a star today. Yeah, is I, I always come up with the best questions. She always <laughs> had the question that just people just go, how were you asking me that question? Yeah, and then yeah. you just get to that question. And great then just reaction. blush. And then blush, yeah. So, Ollie, what was the best part of the show for you? Was it when we were grooving to James Brown? Uh, yes. Definitely. Actually, yes. I was going to say when <laughs> I was blushing, but no. That was perfect. Us dancing away to James Brown was the best part. It I was. mean, this, yes. that, that it was... It was. That was the Alan, best. Alan is yeah. always so good with picking the music, so... Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's... It, I mean, look... Guys. We have one more song, don't we? Oh, we do have one more? Yeah. Oh, we have one more song. And listen, this song will play it out very, very quickly. So, first I'll say... Katrina, thank you so much. You're brilliant again thank tonight. Thank you, Alan. Thank you. Thank you, Ollie. Olya. Thank you, Alan. Thank, thank you, Katya. Thank you. I have to say thanks to uh, Olga Kazakova, who was actually helping Katrina in the Kremlin Cup, and she helped us at the, the stadium yes, on she Monday. Was. She was superb. Was so uh, yeah. thanks again to Lokomotiv for those wonderful tickets. Alina, those tickets will be in the post to you, or at least on your message. So we'll, we'll send them along to you. Uh, okay, so final song. This is one to end off any game, to end off any night, because, like I said, the Moscow Sharmers were great. And also, last week, our college team won the KVN. The Russian State Soldier University mm-hmm. won the uh, KVN uh, Championship. And uh, so this one song, just to play us out on this really, really kind of cold Wednesday evening, is from Alesso, and it is called Heroes We Could Be. So, guys, have a great week. Enjoy, enjoy the weekend, enjoy the sports, and uh, let's go have fun. Capital Sports with Alan Moore.